Ah, December, the busiest month of the year. It's like every single day needs to be celebrated up until the very last one. On top of that, you need to put on your thinking mother cap for gift giving and potlucks and ponder as to whether this is going to be the year you come clean about Santa. It's truly one of the months na gusto mo talaga bumili ng pahinga. And so, when I can't rest yet, I close my eyes and transport myself to a quieter time. A time when I'm not catering to anyone, when I'm not immediately responsible for anything, when I'm free to pack a bag just for me. So let me tell you about my 34th birthday last year. Martin sent me, and only me, to a nature-surrounded spa. He paid for my meals. He booked me a massage. He would send me pictures of our children but wouldn't call. And honestly, I had the best time, even if it was just overnight. It was so good that I really did bookmark it in my mind as one of the places to go to when life got a little too fast. Just being in a state of complete relaxation and remembering that it was possible. Wow, what a gift. I love my husband and I wish I could say it was purely his genius idea to do this for his wife, but it's not. He's the youngest of three brothers, Mark and Mikey, and so most of what he does has some influence from his older brothers. Especially Kuya Mark, which is where he got this genius idea to insist that mommy go on a break, on a strictly solo me time. Ate Karina Garcia Reyes is Kuya Mark's wife, a mother of three, 14, 10, and 5-year-old. She's a stay-at-home mom who runs a fresh pasta business right from her kitchen. She makes the bestest vegetable fettuccine and can make a mean puttanesca. This year is big for my sister as she turns 45, and Kuya Mark is sending her on a trip to Italy. Alone. Listen as I get candid with my sister-in-law about the mom brain, why communication between partners is so important, and please, please, please don't miss that final message for all the husbands out there at the end. Enjoy this very vulnerable episode of Mother of Fact. When things get a little too fast or too busy, like when life gets a bit much as a mother, as a person, do you ever do you ever close your eyes and then get transported back to a time where you were in a state of like total relaxation alone? I lived alone before I got married. I had my own apartment condo it was a one bedroom i actually hired a an interior designer to design everything exactly how i am the colors theme and everything so i still close my eyes and imagine i'm still there because it was really my safe place the colors everything now in our house it's mostly it fits a family i, I mean you can live there and everything but it doesn't reflect my personality. Everyone who went to my apartment, they knew instantly it was mine. Yeah. They could feel like oozing in every, everything they see. Yes, I imagine that because I lived alone and I had no maids. I did everything by myself mostly and I lived with a dog. Yeah. That, that was it. So I felt really relaxed. So it's all the way back there to like your own space to the gut. Yeah, I think um, that was the first time I really experienced living alone. And it really, I felt like it brought me out of my shell I'd been living in with my parents, with my family. 
the expectations of everyone when you live with someone like now the expectations of me as a mother and a homemaker a wife there it was just I lived and I did everything for myself so I changed I changed as a person and I got to know myself a lot more when I was there that year that I lived by myself yeah I can totally relate as well I also find myself sometimes I've never lived alone I do know the feeling of designing your own space and just, you know, living in your organized chaos and, you know, just knowing where things are, even though it's, it's magulo. doesn't have to be in an apartment, even if you have like a bathroom. Yes, which is my current obsession at the moment. That's where I am most of the time. Sometimes like before, the only thing I could stay, do everything for myself was I'd stay in the, in the toilet. That's yeah, your, yeah, where you yeah. do your prayers, like yeah. alone time. Some people say in closets, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not unless it's me. a huge closet, then that's fine. It's a, it's a huge closet yeah, with yeah, light. Yeah. I was fortunate to get an apartment, but otherwise, if you have even a bathroom space that you can decorate or all your the stuff that you like that for, for the bathroom, the smells, yeah. the candles, the shampoos, even yeah, the colors, it matters. It matters. I think all these things that we're describing, parang they touch a little bit on on mental health, um, especially in mothers. Yeah. I just had an episode at there where I was talking about anxiety and you know seeing a therapist, and um, the person I was talking to was like, you know, there there doesn't have to be anything wrong for you to talk to a therapist. Therapists are usually there. Yeah, they're they're third parties. You know, they're just they're there to listen. Someone that told me. Seeing a therapist is like seeing a dentist. Should be seeing like a dentist because the brain is actually the most important part of our bodies. And yet, we don't put any mind to it until we actually, until if there's like some migraine or something connected to the brain. But where we think, where we process all our emotions, everything, it's in our brain. And while it's a given that it's not yet completely understood how, how it works. Psychiatrists and psychologists are trained, most trained, to understand the connections in our brain. So if we see a dentist every six months or a year for cleaning, that's something also we should do for our brain because it's the most important part. And that's what makes us who we are, right? So you don't have to see someone to, to know when you're feeling sick already. It, it, if it's, you can do a preventive thing. That's even, for me, better. Yeah, I like that you raised that, Ate, because can you imagine? Of course, you can imagine because you have three of them. It's the whole from conception to carrying them to labor, and then you hit the ground running, obviously. It's a lot for the mom brain to take, right? Yeah, and then you add pasempre, COVID, and everything. So, parang that quiet time, the me time, it means so much more than ever. And I remember because you have older kids than I do. See, Kai is 14, Mia is 10, and, and Mateo is about to be five. When you would when you would share that you were going to go on a solo vacation without the kids, without Kuya Mark, you would go to Boracay by yourself without the kids. And in my mind, because, you know, I feel like there's this mold that as soon as you become a mother, you're inseparable from your kids. Like, you can't leave them because... They're your responsibility, diba? To leave them would be irresponsible of a mother. Yeah, and uncaring. Yes. You're supposed to devote your life yes. to them. I mean, I think there's still a belief 
somewhat carrying over until now that once you're a mom or a wife, your whole life should be revolving around your family. And but it's like you leave your whole old life or you who do. you were behind. And I think that's kind of unfair because men don't do that. How come us would have to do that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, Ate, about the first time that you... Like, how did this come about? This whole going on a really... Solo? Solo uh, me time. Um, I think as a kid, I was always... A, I think I had tendencies to be a loner. I'm mm-hmm. not sure uh, why, but... And then... I lost touch when I became older, social teenager, siguro, until mm. early 20s. But I always felt, like, tired. Socializing. Yeah. It's like you always have to have an on button to be a certain way. Or or sometimes I, wasn't, I felt like I wasn't allowed not to be social. But when I finally gave myself permission to, like, say no. Also, because I was, I'd be sick sometimes with asthma. I was an asthmatic kid. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was some relief um, that I didn't have to be anything or anyone but myself. Yeah. I was sick. And there was something there for me, I think I noticed. And then as I got older and I was working, I would take coffee breaks. I started taking coffee breaks by myself, ordering coffee and a a donut. And I'd relish the time. And it was short, 15 to 30 minutes. And then I, I think it grew. From there, when I got married, I moved to Alabang where I didn't know anyone. Um, my husband, Mark, was working a lot. And then I didn't really have a car right away. So it was hard for me to get around. And I felt really lonely in the beginning. And I felt sad. So, And I was just expected to go on and be like a happy housewife immediately. Yeah. And I what a wife was and I got pregnant right away also so I think it started there when I'd say I need a day off so I would a day off for me then would mean I'd go out to lunch alone somewhere in a not a busy area somewhere I could have some privacy and read because I like to read so I just read over lunch or some or over coffee again and but this time I take like several hours two three hours kanyan and then when you have a baby, you can't do that. So that's how it started. Small stuff, little at a time. And then it grew to whole day out. Like I stay in the club or in the restaurant. Longer hours and until like I'm the only one there in the afternoon. Parang there's an afternoon lull. I stay the whole time. And that's what I like. I know people look at me funny because it's actually not done and usually the only one alone you know I, I get ilang at first but I don't mind them if I have a book I'm really doing something I get to escape when I read or I listen to or watch downloaded movies for me luxury now is to read the book like for an hour or 30 minutes straight without repeating several pages at a time so I really need to get out to be able to focus so I don't know how I was able to convince Mark that I could. I just said I wanted to go to Boracay by myself. It. I. Uh, I went. I remember one time because I went to Boracay with friends, and then I extended a day. That was my first time. I, I extended by myself. I was there now with people, so 
I wanted to extend one more day. Oh my God, I had so much fun. I didn't do anything. I didn't talk to anyone, really. I just sunbathed, I drank, I read, I walked, everything. And I, fe- I felt so relaxed and refreshed. And I remember I brought that up to more to say that I really need a breather. I'm really so stressed out in the house uh, with the children. You know, I haven't had time for myself and I feel like I'm on edge. So I'm an experienced traveler. I know how to travel also. I traveled alone ab- abroad after graduation in the States for six months. A lot of my independence I learned was when I was there in the States. So Mark knew that I knew what to do and I wasn't scared to travel. When he let me go, it's usually two days, three days, and it has to be in a resort. I have to clear everything with him. Safety, siempre. Yeah. And Boracay, like, long ago, was easy to go to. Uh-huh. If he grew up going to Bora with friends or family, so he could imagine exactly where I was. Yeah. Like, I'm loading, I, I got off the plane, I'm getting the bags, I'm in the boat, not to Bora. He could imagine it, because he's actually very protective, as you know. Uh-huh. So for him to actually let me go is a really a big thing. So he really has to know the place where I'm going and know who, where I'm going to be with. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first one. And then sometimes I can't always go to Mantubora and we agreed if ever it would be once a year. The rest of the time I go like every quarter before to Tagaytay. Yeah. I go to Sonia's. Oh, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Areas that he knows also and that he knows it's safe. Yeah. Yeah. What is the result, Ate, when you come back from these, you know, two, three-day retreats? I'm really refreshed. Yeah, you know, since I don't really talk to anyone, my point there is to really relax and do what I want to do. I feel so refreshed because I feel like I took care of myself. I did what I wanted. I woke up when I wanted to. I ate what I wanted to. I don't, when I wanted to, if I'm not hungry, I won't eat there. Or sometimes I just, if I'm, I just drive and I stop over whatever looks interesting to me. Sometimes it's just a hole in the wall that Mark would never, ever go down. Or the kids. (laughs) The kids sometimes, Kaya, if I can force them to like, oh, you can have no choice. But the food part, if I have to feed them. Yes, yes, yes. Me, no, parang, I don't care. I'll eat anything that I, I find interesting or I won't or I just sit down and just... And I know the waiters are always, Kayo lang, ma'am. Wala kayong kasama. Parang it's always such a big thing for uh, other people. It's not, especially before, hindi talaga uso eh. Um, yeah. Not more people are doing it. Mm-mm. Yeah. They are. You take care of yourself. You just pamper yourself. Oh, I get massage all the time, <laughs> wherever I am. And uh, uh, I, I have my bottle of wine throughout the whole stay. Just, uh, you know, the glass here and there. Yeah. I like to paint, so I bring my art stuff. When I'm in Bora, actually, I paint in the beach. I used to paint in the beach. And then sometimes people would watch and then they'd ask, for my, my artwork or if I'm painting in a bar they barter with me drinks or food for something I made so that was pretty cool <laughs> yeah 
it was nice. I mean, I can't ever go to a bar here with my kids or with Mark and just paint and not mind anyone. It's really doing your own thing, no? Doing your own thing at your own pace. At, at your, your own, own pace. pace. Well, here you're always running after someone or something. It's like from the moment you wake up, okay, who's still, what am I supposed to do? Who's supposed to be where? Doing what? What's the food? And then, yeah, what do I have to do for work today? Ah, not being so blank slate every morning. Especially now that where it's December and everything is just on full blast. It's it's one of those months yeah. that you're just craving. Yeah, yeah, definitely. During COVID uh, pandemic three years, how we I managed is uh, I, I was Mark knows how important my own space is. So I was fortunate enough to have my own room. We try to protect my 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 space by allowing me to sleep in my room alone for once a week. Um, if possible, I usually retire to my room mid-afternoon or and then or late afternoon. I have my dinner sometimes or I, a, a light dinner here and then I get up in the morning, usually like that. So I can stay up late to watch whatever. It's so funny because I have all these subscriptions to all the the shows that Netflix, HBO, but I never watch anything. I never finish any series because unless I go out, yeah, so that's how I catch up with my books also. Once a week in my room because you can't put it go out. Um, now that it's more maluang, I'm still not allowed to travel alone, but I can, I've been already doing um, overnight staycations. Yeah. Or two nights. Uh, last one was in Anya. Tagaytay. Yeah. That one was the one. Sometimes Mark is the one who books for me. When I'm like medyo loka na, na I'm like impatient and screaming at everyone na. He says, I think you need a break. Uh. <laughs> and he says, it really, it's not just for me, for the family. It really gives us all a reset. And Kai said, I am the temperature of the house. However I'm feeling... It will affect everyone. So if I'm like screaming or upset or on edge, Mark really is the one who books for me. Sometimes won't even tell me and say, "Here, you can. You're leaving tomorrow." Wow! Yeah, it's a surprise. It's very sweet. And of course, he already. It's his way of controlling where I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. Ah. I usually because of me, I'll make I'll make the bid and choose the cheapest place, which he's not so comfortable with. So he'll I'll splurge. Take it. So I go, okay, sure. <laughs> go. Nice place. So he was the one who played for Anya. That's so mahal. That's like so way beyond uh, my my budget. But Boracay, when I pay, I go to the small, small hotel named 2500 a night. Uh, it's right beside Discovery Shores. Uh, so it's a wonderful area behind that uh, Persian restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the Persian restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It's a... A small one, and they took care of me talaga there. Um, there was one time I had fever. I went there for a wedding, and I stayed there. And they took care of me. They bought me food. They brought me medicine, everything. So I went back because I know malaga yung mga tao dun. Yeah. But with Mark, if he pays for it, syempre, I get first class. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus that he's really seen the effect. Yeah. On our family. Uh-huh. Everyone is happier. Like, if you're, the mom is on edge, everyone will be walking on eggshells yeah. around you. 
And that's nakakapagod din. Naawan na naman ako sa kanila. So, they take get a break from that. And when they get me back, I'm like all happy and light to be with. And, you know, that's it. Until I get worn down. So, that what we're doing the once a week. Mark is the one who has said, once a week, you will stay there. Whether or not you're frazzled. That's because of maintenance. Yeah, it's just the maintenance to have my own space, to have my own time. And that really worked. That prevented me from getting on edge talaga. On longer periods, like I don't really look for needing the time to go out of town anymore. Because as long as I have like a night off, it's just like maybe 6 o'clock, 4 or 5 or 6 p.m. I go to the room and then I lock the door na. And no one's really allowed to knock on the door. Even, well, sometimes the kids... You can't, I know, um, like, mommy, what? <laughs> you know, the older kids, they understand that it's this mommy's date by myself. That's what I have a date by myself. That's what we always say, call it at home. So they know because sometimes I date the children one on one. Um, so they understand na date is a special time with solo kayo. So when I say it's with myself, alam na nila. Ako lang, don't disturb me. And, okay, okay. See you tomorrow. Parang ganyan lang. And they all sleep with the dad from there. So if no one, if other women, like I talk to other friends, I said, what if we don't have them on our room here? So I'm really fortunate. Uh, but I, when it's not available, like sometimes sirayang aircon or some EV's broken or I, the, the sofa's not, I'm just not in the mood to sleep in the sofa. I sleep in the kids' room, Mwatea's room. So swap me. All the kids stay and marks with Mark and the masters and I sleep in the kids' room. And I just lock the door there. So that's an option for for other people. Now a lot of people don't really need a lot of me time. Like I said, parang eva a loner side. So I can take extended periods na magisar. Um if you would yeah, but if you work out of the house, sometimes it can be also a bit of me. Because you get away from, you're there for yourself. You're, if, if Especially if you enjoy what you're doing. That's your me time or you, your bathroom time. For me, that's how I started. Or I'd say in the prayer room. Or I used to go to mass every day also. Wow, help. really? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's always Not help. here. Not in Alabang when I was younger. Definitely in school, uh, I would skip lunch to attend mass. Yeah. Almost every day, just to ground myself. Ate, you mentioned kanina that you're the Kaisa, that you're the parang, you're the temperature, you're the temperature of the house. And Aren't we? Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. yeah. As mothers, as mothers, I think that most of the time we are the temperature of the house. But can you imagine how it was many years ago when this me time for moms wasn't a thing when they had not to bottle it all up and they couldn't be yeah. honest with their spouses. Diba? Yeah, yeah. And they'd also say, ah, anong classic ang nanay or if you want to have time, if you don't want to be with your kids, parang ganyan, or you're not yeah. praying enough. Yeah. It's not, it's not about your prayer life. Sometimes, sometimes your prayer life is good, but even Jesus would need time a way to nice. pray. Oh my gosh, he took 40 days in the desert yeah. alone. Sounds to pray, like a good to time. 
and to strengthen yeah. his insight. I mean, if Jesus does that, that's a, he's our example. That's that's self care. Etayo, if a lot of people depend on us, we really need to take care of ourselves. And Mark, really, if the husbands see the benefit it does to the family, if the mom is happy and she does a lot of self care, like. The, the family is happy. Well, my family eats so much better because I'm more in a mood to cook for them all the time. And then um, I take them out on dates. I'm more malambing and generally more pleasant to be around. Um, I mean, you've seen me masungit talaga. So <laughs> that's really when I'm so stressed. And Mark is so control Not in the controlling, but controlling in the sense that I want to know where all my family is at Every I want to make sure they're all okay. He's like that. He's like a very, he's he's a real nurturer and protector. So for him to let me go far or out, especially out of town or out of the country when I went to Canada by myself, and two weeks, almost two weeks, that was such a big test for him. But it was prescribed by my psychiatrist. Okay. Tell us, so tell us the story. he could not say no. The psychiatrist immediately honed in on the fact that I needed time alone. And I was so tired. I was coming out of a postpartum depression mm-hmm. thing with last with my youngest, si Mateo. Uh, being an older mom, I'm 44. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think having kids in your 40s really whacks up your <clears throat> hormones. So don't wait. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 <laughs> don't wait till you're. It's really so difficult. It's different. And, yeah. Really so much more different. Um, it's like you, you, can't, you can't really make puyat anymore without becoming really baleo. Parang, oh, you can't do the same thing you did for your first kids when you're earlier 30s. You can't keep up with them. Parang, you need more time to rest it's like your body really you really feel the difference in your body when you hit 40 so what more when you don't you sleep deprive yourself and take care and you pump and oh, it's really hard um, so I got postpartum depression uh, I was diagnosed and and then it became pandemic so parang it was took me a longer time to to heal so I'm still seeing actually a psychiatrist but every I don't know, once a quarter, just for a checkup. That's really, even if I don't need it, I really just see her to let her gauge um, how I am. So she's weaned me off a lot, but now it's like Christmas and I've had some, a bit of upsetting news about uh, family issues. She up, she added something. Parang sabi niya, pambaon lang sa system mo, just for a month. So that that worked out for us now that it's, so hectic and it helps be stable i see a, a, a therapist a psychotherapist aside from my psychiatrist i have another doctor who i see more regularly like once once every two months sometimes like that also just to touch base and if in between something happens big i report to them over email or text and then they they reply so that, that that's really that's really helpful for me. Um, I'm not sad. I'm not depressed anymore. But I really keep it up to maintain it. And Mark, even Mark, 
supports it. Um, he, I think he's the type when he sees actually the benefit that it's done for me and extending to the family. So am I thinking this way because I am like this or like that or parang it depends. Iba iba yung style ng mga doctors. The one what works for me is she's major textbook academic. She teaches me how the brain works. Mark also, so they explain that the neurons or something, the connections in your brain, mind-brain didn't develop fully when I was young due to certain traumatic. Uh-huh. Not fully developed, that especially now that I'm in my 40s, lumalabas more when you're older, eh, that you cannot process or feelings are not parang in sync with how you should feel them. Like your feelings are sometimes overreacting to certain things. You shouldn't be overreacting to, or you never used to before. So sometimes the medicines are there to help those connections in your brain connect. So you process more calmly and the medicines differ from person to person. That's why what worked for me didn't work for my friend and vice versa. Or like for me, it took me several tries to to find the medicine combination that worked for me. And I had to be really much a guy. I was really committed to getting well. I knew there was something wrong with how I thought because I I really knew this is not how I think. This is not normal the way I'm thinking that I was so, like I forgot lang something simple and I was so mad at myself and angry. So I said, wait, this, wait, this is, this is not normal. So that's when I talked to the doctor and now I'm okay. I'm on maintenance. I'm still in the weaning process, but it's really helped me. And Mark Mark was the one who was so, I don't want her taking that. I, those are party drugs or, you know. Well, the doctor had to explain that I was taking the lowest dosages. And, and the good thing is I don't have an addictive personality. So I don't actually hate meds. So I only take those I really, really need. And I, I know I really need them because when I skip, I'd see the reaction. High blood. I really can't skip that. It's the same. I, I the, My brain meds are as important as my high blood medicine. Ganun ka, ka ano, I see the edge. I stop taking it for a week. I feel the effect already that I start getting. I can feel an edge. Those who have anxiety or ex- experience anxiety will know what an edge means it's really not a comfortable feeling and you know it's really not normal if you can catch it it's you know already it's not normal so yeah i i feel after that you're you're so in tune with your body and your mind and yourself that you know now when things are going a little bit <laughs> it actually ricks next year i'm enrolling kai and i and uh, maybe you'd like to join. Uh, it's a, a psychological parang group session. I think it's like held over six sessions, an hour and a half. It's basically so, as a, a course that will teach you about self-compassion. I think that's what we're kulang eh. We're so hard on ourselves, especially women, on our body image. If we're doing good enough job, as a mom or as a wife or, you know, small things that we make mistakes. We're so hard on ourselves. My therapy, the years I've been in therapy has taught me how to be more 
self-compassionate, kinder to, to myself. And I want my children, my girls, to, to have that before they hit the age that there's so much pressure to be this way and that way. I mean, Kai is already 14, so she's starting. So I really want her to be prepared, like with all the bombardment of, you have to look like this, you have to eat like this, you have to dress this way. You know, each of us are individually unique. If you don't fit that mold, you're not good enough. So I want her to be armed with, with lessons that will teach her, it's okay to be you. It's okay to make mistakes. You know, to, to be kind and to say no. And to really, like, treat yourself, be kind to yourself for me as I would be kind to my children. Take care of my children. I pat them. Like, if they make a mistake, I don't say, how dare you, stupid. You know, you don't do that to them. But your internal dialogue with yourself, sometimes ganyan. And it really affects you. You're, you try, you have to try I, not to be the worst, your worst critic. Because you also have to be your own best cheerleader. Because no one else will do that for you. I want that for my kids, my girls. I love that. I'll give you the details for next year. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. for Nia, I'm getting her uh, some sessions also, one-on-one, -on, -one, on how to be self-expressive through art. Because she's an artist. She is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, I don't know how it will work, but I feel like she has a tendency to be melancholy. The sec My second girl is a bit melancholy. She's like, listens. She's like an empath. Uh. But, uh, other people talk to her friends talk to her about their problems and how they feel but she kind of absorbs everything Aww, and she feels sweet really oh my god yeah she's such a sweetie the bad so she feels heavy and and, all, and sad and she doesn't know why so i teach her a lot to pray pray at night um that's one thing i noticed that if she doesn't do her devotionals and her prayers regularly she really dips oh, I, oh, the first thing i asked You've been praying, no, okay. So when she starts praying, so, oh, mom, I feel like the devotional was talking to me exactly what I needed. I just then, right? I want to develop that in her uh, early age. Um, but, you know, we don't have that discipline yet at that age. Even until now, you kind of have dips here and there for your prayer life. Um, yeah, so Mia, I notice she gets a bit, are my sort of depressed moods, so I want a therapist to teach her also how to better express herself or her feelings through art. So there's such a thing as that. Uh, my therapist told me about it. So I'm going to look into that for her. Not because she needs it, just because I want her to be, again, armed with that skill, life skill. So hindi bottle up sa loob or all the other feelings of other people that she absorbed. She can release a key art. Sikai naman is already now into devotionals and she listens to a lot of podcasts about prayer and spirituality. So it's so good. I'm really happy with that one. Do you think at all of these all of these things that allow you to reset, it's made you a better listener and a better a better Yeah. Yeah. More to compassionate to other people. Yeah. That's really I can't say like I'm not impatient. Of course, I'm still impatient. That's that's my nature, na. But I'm really more compassionate now that I've experienced psychological problems after my last baby. 
those difficult people in my life or the people I've come by recently that really irritate the hell out of me. Parang sometimes I'm more compassionate thinking baka they're going through something, that they're acting up this way. Hindi ko automatically assume na, ah, kasi hindi siya maganda, talaga magandang ugali niya. I mean, we're all, makes them, for me, I feel like I see, I'm more lenient and I remember that these pe- are people too who have ups and downs. And especially if they're older, the teaching to them is, um, you have to be a certain way talaga. Do not ask for help. They're not, it's like they're not free to ask for help. Our parents, right? And their friends, it's like all, all show, show everything that show everyone you're okay. And so I think it's harder for them that they don't have any release or they don't know the need of self-care or they don't know how to do that anymore. They're just sad people sometimes. So I'm more considerate. I'm like first for my parents also, I'm more understanding now. Um, and then it also teaches me boundaries, though, without feeling guilty. Putting boundaries, even with the people you love, um, it teaches also others to respect you that hanggang dito ka lang because you have to reserve some stuff for yourself and protect also your your immediate family, your husband, your children. In sa culture kasi natin, children aren't re- are still it's like obligated to be you're still obligated to be daughters and sons, sometimes to an extreme way. Even if you are already a wife and father, husband, father, wife, mother, dapat may boundaries with parents because you're really your, your primary focus. is that nuclear family na of your spouse and children. You have to protect that. That's something I learned the hard way um, through therapy, that I learned, have to learn how to say no to the expectations of my parents. Before I let you go, Ate, because I know that you have a, a busy day ahead, do you have a message for all the husbands out there who, you know, can't really see yet the benefits of allowing their their wives, their their partners to have that sort of release? Yeah. As a mother whose husband is very understanding and, you know, supportive. He sees he's and really, supportive. really supportive. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would like to say that when my husband, there were, then we had rocky times. We've been married 15 years now. And there were really tough times that it came to, we weren't sure if we could stay together. There were times that we'd have to ask ourselves that. But when self-care, when I was allowed self-care, when I allowed myself to take care of myself and my husband allowed me and supported me to take care of myself, our family life, our relationship improved a whole lot. If your marriage and your family life is already good, it still can be better if your wife is freely and happily supported to take some time off for herself, even just go out with friends, do her own thing without the guilt. But the husbands have to, okay, I'll take one for the team. You guys are a team, eh? Take one for the team and take care of the children for the night. Put them to bed yourself instead of the mom doing it. Or 
take them out to lunch or take them to Lola's house, which Mark does. Go to Lola's house and stay there for dinner until go go home a little later than expected and leave your wife at home to binge watch the whole time. You will get a very appreciative wife after and, you know, in all areas. <laughs> no, so that really a happy wife is really a happy life. That's Mark's motto. I mean, Mic drop. it's funny. But... It. Yeah. Yep. Really, self-care for women without the guilt. That that changed our marriage and that changed our lives. Sound advice. Thanks so much, Ate. Yes. Thank you. I'll send you the details of the Yes, please. You think about it. Thank Thanks, you. Rick. Mother of Fact is proudly an Anima podcast. Check out other great content by following Anima online at AnimaPods on Twitter and Instagram. Digging the podcast so far? Leave a rating and don't be shy to record a voice message for me. You might just end up in the next episode. Click the link in the description or hit me up online. It's at Ricky Flow.